0: hello and welcome to another episode of field notes business lines weekly podcast on agribusiness and commodities my name is tr vivek for this edition of field notes we have a special guest uh, karthik jairaman Karthik is the uh, CEO of Vaykul, a startup he founded in 2015. Vaykul is one of the fastest growing agri and food supply chain companies in India. Uh, it procures nearly 350 tons of fresh produce straight from the farmers, uh, from nearly 50,000 farmers every day. It sells to supermarkets, small kirana stores, and hotels and restaurants in the cities. Uh, It also works closely with farmers to help them increase their income through better yields and marrying what they produce to urban demand. Um, Karthik has in the past uh, worked with Ashok Leyland in senior management capacity and uh, has expertise in industrial supply chain management which he wanted to put to use in the agriculture sector and in the hope of bettering the lives of farmers. Uh, Today he will be talking to us about uh, how the food supply chain system is holding up in times of Covid lockdowns. Uh, Hello Karthik, how are you?
1: But considering the circumstances. Hope all of you are safe and fine.
0: Yes, we are. And I'm, I'm delighted that you're able to join us uh, on, on this very important subject. Um, so, Kartik, uh, how is the supply chain in general and, and operations in particular, uh, how are they holding up uh, uh, in the face of lockdown? How are you managing your supply chains uh, and, and, and the logistics as far as uh, food is concerned?
1: The effect on the supply chain has been different for different parts of the country and for different crops. If you look at uh, fresh produce as a case example, we have uh, two opposing uh, issues in Maharashtra and in Tamil Nadu and Karnataka, for example. In Maharashtra, the, a lot of the crop now is the rabi onion, which will go into storage. And, uh, you know, it needs to be harvested soon and put into storage soon. There, uh, we've been seeing a challenge of labor unavailability. This is a labor-intensive crop which requires grading. You can't put in onions that have started to rot into the storage unit because the rot will spread very fast. And you've got to grade it in terms of sizing, etc. There are challenges because inter-district movement is heavily restricted. And, of course, external labor has migrated back to their native areas. And, of course, the current situation is that the virus is, uh, while uh, Mumbai and Pune are settling down, the virus is still quite uh, prevalent in the rural areas. So, we are finding, uh, you know, we we're already delayed by more than a couple of weeks in the harvest, grading, and storage of uh, crops like onion. On the other hand, in the south, we are finding this situation where the crop is harvested, but the takers are few. Uh, You know, in Karnataka and Tamil Nadu, the mandis are largely private or there are, uh, uh, you know, numerous small local mandis through which the transactions happen. Uh, Offtake in these mandis has been very, very limited. And as a result, you would find that uh, it normally doesn't happen in the month of May, but you're finding... uh, Tomatoes going at two to three rupees a kg. Uh, okra was selling, I think, in northern Chitra market at about two to three rupees a kg. Because uh, we've been uh, surplus production has coincided with. Uh, limited demand and uh, mm-hmm. the limited demand is probably there not because our consumption has changed or reduced but the stakeholders aren't able to reach the mandi. Uh, they are affected by various reasons they are unable to make their movements that easier they're simply afraid to step out and come into the mundis
0: hotels and restaurants are shut or you know there are no marriages taking place there is a there is a complete shutdown of the consumption points i suppose right uh,
1: a certain consumption points yes but this being food a large part of the demand should have migrated into the retail network. So, there must be end user demand available, though maybe not to, it's not celebratory or discretionary demand, it is essential demand. But uh, there, the linkages are broken in many markets, whether it is in and around Bangalore, in Kolar, Chikbalapur, etc., or in uh, markets like Uddanchatram, we are finding this uh, across the board. So, this is a very peculiar effect that we are seeing in case of uh, fresh produce. In grains and staples, the harvest is done, but a lot of the farmers are holding on to the harvest in their fields. Because, uh, again, aggregation at the mandi is not possible today. Many of the mandis in Maharashtra MP are closed, uh, given the situation over there. And therefore, a lot of the farmers are holding on to this. So even in uh, parts of Telangana and Andhra Pradesh, we're seeing this behavior in the hope that mandis will reopen soon and the material will be taken to these uh, uh, you know, mandis and uh, sold over there. This is the reality of uh, what's happening on the ground, at least in the geographies that we operate. We're countering this in a few ways. Of course, uh, we have our own collection operations in many areas. Before
0: we go there, Kartik, are are we, because of the situation that you described, are we then again looking at uh, some huge price spikes uh, uh, with commodities like
1: onion? Not yet, because uh, this onion goes into storage. And uh, this onion will hit the markets between July and uh, and October. If we don't move enough of this into storage, then the usual spike that you see in uh, September, October, November could be a little more pronounced this year. For crops like that, that's the effect that we're observing. For crops like grains, mills are also reporting lowered offtake. So while farmers are uh, actually storing the crop in in their respective fields, Mills aren't exactly going and lifting the crop either. I suspect that this will be the trend for a while because uh, this will be a time when a lot of the surplus stock that uh, the government stores is used as relief material and therefore reaches the market. Uh, As you know, uh, in the government stores, more than a year's worth of uh, grains in their storage. I suspect that that will be released into the market right now. So this will not uh, result in any shortage. It will only result in an inventory readjustment over time. That's my uh, initial uh, guesstimate of what's happening out there. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, You were making some of the point.
1: So what we've tried to do, of course, is uh, we've tried to do a few things. Uh, For us, uh, uh, the business continuity is uh, maintained, is looked at from two or three lenses. One is on the supply side. The second is on managing the supply chain and the third is on the customer side. On the supply side, we're doing a a bit to reach out more to these farmers. So uh, we have our own collection operations and now in many areas, we've started sending trucks out from the collection centers to pick it up at the farm gate. In the past, it used to be a blend of farmers bringing the material in and us going out there. So obviously, because there is uh, discomfort, reluctance or inability to come to the collection center, we've started setting out trucks to go and pick up material at the farm
0: gate. Is that increasing pressure on your (laughs) margins?
1: Not, uh, not as much because uh, the effective realization for the farmer has also gone down to a, to a large extent. So, we're pricing it somewhere in between. So, the farmer makes a little bit more money than what they would in the markets, but it also covers our costs. So we are a pass-through are, company. We pass our costs through, so it doesn't matter.
0: Are farmers uh, you know, looking at huge losses uh, this season, uh, especially vegetables and fruits farmers to the markets?
1: In some parts, yes. In sensitive crops like okra, Uh, It will result in losses if they are not able to reach the market or they are forced to sell at a very low price in the market. There will be some effect of this uh, for vegetables and fruit. Grain will not be as impacted in my view. I think grain is storable inherently. Uh, Hopefully before the rains hit, they are able to liquidate and then uh, it should be okay. Uh,
0: What is the scene with say something, uh, another seasonal uh, produce in a sort of very dear to us, you know, something like the mango, you know, this is, we are flush in the mango season. Uh, yes. How has this affected uh, mango consumption, the farmers uh, who ship
1: that? Again, the same issues are impacting here. Mango is also labor intensive. Uh, you know, we, uh, we ourselves were to launch a brand of premium Ratnagiri Alfonso's under our exotic brand three, three weeks ago. But we aren't able to uh, get enough folks to come down to the orchards to pluck, sort, grade uh, trigger the ripening etc and therefore it is delayed for sure we are seeing that effect.
0: are you in any way able to help uh, you describe the plight of uh, okra farmers um, you know as uh, as a company is way cool, able to help them in any way uh, to minimize yes. uh,
1: their losses yes we do uh, wherever we come to know of this we reach out and uh, you know this is this is also a situation where this is uh, the demand and supply is lopsided like i said the base demand exists so there are always going to be markets that need this product. So our team is now scanning. We now have an independent benchmarkers team that scans mandis across Southern Western India to get a sense of what is the arrival and of various crops. Based on that, we are now starting to work on matching surplus supply areas with excess demand areas. And therefore, you know, the farmers also get a better price eventually. And we are able to lift the product and give it to somebody who needs the product, making the product useful rather than just go to dump. It's a beginning that we have made. We ourselves had to sort of reorient ourselves towards a program like this, but we have started work on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, have
0: your offtakes also come down because of the lockdown? Say you, if your average was about 350 tons a day, has it, has it come, come down dramatically?
1: No Vivek, it's actually gone up, especially okay. in the last uh, two weeks. Because I think there is a lot of uh, precautionary buying uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and therefore uh, we are actually seeing demand go up. We are already selling more than uh, what we thought we will sell this month. Uh, Not just in fresh, but also in our dry groceries, Uh, you know, uh, even if you take what what, we're seeing different behaviors on the ground, Uh, you know, because. the shops are open six to 10. Some of the outlets have closed because it's not viable for them to operate from just six to 10. But the outlets that are not closed are seeing huge demand. And uh, those who are coming in there, the average order value has also gone up because people are buying more just in case. So you know we have therefore not seen a change in the offtake at all. In fact, the offtake has increased, even though we are delivering to fewer outlets. It also works uh, out that uh, you know because we're delivering to fewer outlets, we are anyway going to be able to deliver only to fewer outlets because we can also deliver only in the same window. So uh, we are actually seeing an increase in demand in fresh as well as in grains and pulses.
0: Look, uh, I ask this because, you know, with, with shop timings now restricted in Tamil Nadu, for instance, uh, to, uh, from, from 6 in the morning to 10 in the morning, uh, yes. that's, that, that's a very small window. And, um, you know, it, it gives uh, even the retail outlets very little time to manage their inventory, yes. you know, set it up, display it and you know, do the transactions. You know, even, yes. even to manage the backend, it may be difficult because everything has to be shut. You know, there has to be yes. no movement of, of, of people so yes. i thought that would be a big blow uh, for the volumes
1: yeah actually it's it's a, it's a big uh, it's it puts huge pressure on the operation but it has not surprisingly yet been a big blow on the volumes uh, what's happening is people are compressing their buying behavior into those 4 hours uh, this is of course a concern because we don't know whether people are crowding the shops it is uh, good that however the online uh, platforms have uh, been much more prepared this time and uh, we are seeing a huge surge in online orders on platforms such as uh, Dunzo uh, or uh, Swiggy's Genie that come and pick up from these shops. But what happens is in the shop it is putting a lot of pressure. Our delivery also happens at the same time. The shopkeeper has to verify the inventory that's coming in. There are fewer people working in the shop and more customers as well as the delivery executives from various companies coming and picking up at the same time. So that's a concern. Uh, Maybe there is a way by which we actually operate the shops in offline mode between six and 10 and online mode after that. So that at least we're able to split the crowd in certain uh, ways. How we are trying to manage this is, uh, you know, we're changing the way we deliver. For example, in some areas we're exploring whether we can take a truck, drop it off at the street end and have another uh, runner or a small biker who picks up the material from the street and and drops it to the store so that we're able to operate in the compressed time. Uh, We're also trying to see whether we can give pre-packed kits or kates with transparent lids so that the shopkeeper can at least eyeball the material and say that it's okay and put it in the shelf. So we're trying a few things. In case of vegetables, we're trying to see whether we can pack it into standard units of 5 kgs or 4 kgs, et cetera, and give it to the retailer. So different methods we're we're trying to make sure we can uh, work within the delivery window. Uh, but uh, uh, yes, operationally it's become a lot more challenging for the retailers and for us as a player. Uh, though the demand has not come down, in fact it's going up.
0: No that's a, that, that's a nice segue for my next question. You know I wanted to ask uh, you about uh, uh, we've experienced this situation exactly a year ago. Uh, yes. you know where the lockdown was you know the clampdown was even more harsh. You know? yes. uh, at, at least here we have a small window of transaction in the morning. Um, were any lessons learnt uh, for a company like yours uh, from the last, from, from the previous lockdown in terms of managing the operations?
1: Yes, Vivek. I think uh, it was the work done during the last lockdown that is uh, helping us maintain continuity during this one also. I think one point to notice uh, actually this lockdown is a little more severe than the last one because uh-huh. in the last one, uh, the grocery stores were allowed to work from six to two. Okay. Uh, this time, even grocery stores are allowed to work only from 6 to 10. Of course, the police is a lot more understanding and uh, about people movement and so on. But this is a very, very tight window in which grocery stores are being allowed to operate. Secondly, this, this uh, lockdown is also in the context of a viral wave that is far more severe and intense. And therefore, the level of precautions that we have to take has also gone up substantially. So we've learned uh, in the last wave, we did a few things Uh, on on the first on the employee uh, protection and care side, we had taken a number of initiatives, which have, uh, uh, which have only matured since then. In addition to the usual uh, elements of masking, social distancing and hand sanitization, we have uh, a considerable amount of disinfection that happens in our warehouse. We shifted the way our warehouses operate from the job from people moving around to the job moving through conveyors so that people don't have to bump into each other and social distancing can be made. There's a
0: greater degree of automation in, in your That's process. That's correct. There's
1: a, there's a heavy amount of automation in our process and uh, that automation has been extended to packing and uh, additional activities as well so we now run uh, you know grains and staples repacking centers in chennai bangalore and coimbatore that are fully automated we have fresh produce high speed packing machines located across our operations and so on so those elements have helped us in operating with a leaner workforce in the shop floor the other thing we have done uh, for example this time like i was describing a lot of the online players have picked up uh, and their demand has trebled or quadrupled. We power a lot of these online players with our backend. And we we, have, we were able to anticipate that this will go up. And therefore, we moved a lot of our packing operations to our collection centers itself. We moved packing machines there. So a lot of the vegetables come not just graded and sorted but pre-packed from the collection centers. And our warehouses simply act as cross docks. That enables us to make sure everybody is safe we are also able to produce larger quantities at the same time. So that's, these are some of the learnings that we had the last time, which we are implementing now.
0: You know, of course, uh, you know, uh, You know, uh, this the, your experience is one of a uh, you know a formal modern player in the system. Um, and do you think uh, the uh, the non-organized or you know the non-corporatized segments of the food chain? Uh, what is your view? How, how are they able to cope up uh, with the new situation?
1: I think it's a spectrum. Uh, there are a lot of players who have uh, adapted very smartly to the current uh, situation, doing a lot of what we do, uh, but in their own way. But there are others who are simply taking the risk of exposure and going out there in the market and either selling or buying. It continues. And there are others who have simply closed down. And they will remain closed during this period and perhaps may reopen afterwards. We're seeing all three on the ground.
0: You know, will will, will this uh, drive many of them out of out of existence? Some of them
1: will. Uh, some of them will suffer. Yes, some of them will suffer. Uh, in fact, not just in the unorganized space, but some of the organized players also suffer because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, your balance sheet needs to support this kind of disruption. And many of the early stage ventures are not having that strong a balance sheet. And therefore, and many of them are exposed just to one segment or one category of customer that uh, that level of risk starts, uh, you know, becoming too much to bear. And we are seeing some such closures as well. One of the facts that we have to uh, capture is. Yes, there are disruptions across the board. But uh, once again, hats off to the Indian farmer, hats off to the Indian trader, and hats off to the Indian retailer for showing amazing resilience during what's uh, perhaps an exponentially more severe. Uh, wave. How is the Indian farmer
0: displaying resilience, in your opinion? How are they adapting to the situation? How are they trying to, uh, you know, minimize their losses in the face of uh, this uh, COVID
1: onslaught? I think this time the Indian farmer has become a lot more entrepreneurial, and not just the farming aspect. They were always entrepreneurial in farming, but also in seeking out uh, alternative channels. Uh, I think during the last wave, is when we saw platforms like Twitter become the voice of the farmer or the medium through which the farmer reached out. Today, they're a lot more aggressive, they're reaching out proactively to many companies. And uh, there are many platforms also enabling this and facilitating this. So that is one way uh, in terms of liquidating. The other is, uh, they're also taking careful positions.
0: Have you seen a spurt in the number of farmers reaching out to you
1: in this this, uh, period? Yes, we have. We, do, we continue to get a lot of inbound inquiries from farmers and we respond very quickly to them. And uh, many of them are taking positions, for example, like I said, they're storing the grain, they're storing the onions through their own methods and are uh, willing to wait it out and then move it into more organized storage or into their markets a little later. Uh, any, for seasonal crops, it's easier to do and therefore uh, they are doing that as we speak. So we do see that adjustment, it's a little better. I think there are learnings based on the path.
0: Thank you, Karthik. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, uh, Thank you, listeners, for being with us. And uh, see you next week with another episode of Field Notes.
1: Thank you, Vivek. Pleasure being here. Thank you.